You're listening to Radio DePaul. I'm Connor Mudd, and this is Tom Talks. Welcome to uh, episode six of Tom Talks. Uh, with me today is a very special guest. He can solve a Rubik's Cube. He can tie a bow tie. And he is going to Washington, D.C. for spring break. Uh, give a warm welcome to uh, Johnny Milas. Milas? Milas? Milas. Milas? You know, I, I pronounced my last guest's name all wrong the entire time. Um, it's it's a it's a plague, I swear. Um, but so you're going to DC. What's what's taking you out there? Yeah, so I'm going to DC for like a study abroad. Um, it's like a study abroad, but we're staying in the states, it's so not it's not very abroad, is it? Yeah, not very abroad. Um, but it's for a class. Basically, we're going to learn how to the different types of jobs on Capitol Hill, how to get okay. involved in like on Capitol Hill or like the different government organizations that are based in DC. Cool. And then while we're there, we're going to have like a day or two to kind of explore the city, which I'm excited for. Oh, I, yeah, I just went um, over winter break. I went and uh, I got to experience D.C. It's a beautiful town. It's cold, though. Yeah, I'm hoping it's a little warmer by like end of March. Yeah. that's. Have you ever been before? Have you ever been to D.C.? I went when I was in eighth grade. Yeah. And it was just for like a school trip. I think we spent like three days there. And we, it was like, we just stayed on the bus and just looked at everything under the sun. Oh, <laughs> did you, uh, did you get a chance to like go into like see a, a house in session or Congress in session? No, we, we stayed away from the, we got to walk past the White House and walk past the Capitol building, but we went to like all the war museums or not okay. museums, monuments, memorials and yeah, things, memorials. Um, and then we went to the different museums, all the Smithsonian's, which were really cool. Oh, that's that's always fun. I because when I when I went, um, it was the day after the impeachment uh, hearing, and then I went into the House the next day, and they were just like chatting. And then I went into the Senate, and Mitt Romney was sitting there eating peanuts, and I'm like, okay, I didn't realize that they could snack on the floor. Yeah, I was. I went down to the Illinois Legislature mm-hmm. for a while, and I worked as a page there. Um, and it's That's just exciting. It's just very interesting how lax it is. It's not that very like big standoffish that you see on TV. It's people yeah. just chilling, getting up and moving around. I'm yeah. It was weird to see them normal, you know, like 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 Ted Cruz just with a cup of coffee. You don't expect to see him in a happy mood, and then you see him and you're like, why are you? Okay, but yeah, that's that's exciting. So you want to work on Capitol Hill then? Yeah. Um, end goal. I want to be politician you know take it all the way yeah. up to the white house if we get there yeah um but Sh- shooting, get, get, for, shooting big right shooting there. big but uh gotta start small in some way yeah as that is true all right so are you um looking at getting involved in state politics first and then working your way up that yeah probably yeah. that would probably be the most logical way to true. go i mean you are you are active in uh, i don't want to say school politics but you're active in the student government yeah uh, what, what is your position with that uh, so this year i'm the senator for third year students okay and uh I'm enjoying it. I last year I was on a staff position, mm-hmm. and then last end of last year I decided to run, and it's I like being an actual elected official more. Um, I've been able to pull up, take up some initiatives with that, um, versus just like helping with other people's initiatives. Last yeah. year on staff, what what are the big initiatives that are happening? Um, so my like personal initiatives are I want to get some form of like a higher education training implemented for people looking to okay. go to law school, med school, grad school. Because for all the people like us, you're taught how to go to college, yeah. but you're not taught how to keep going in your education. Yeah. So that's one thing. And then I'm trying to get like a resume cover letter workshop built into CQM training. Since That makes sense. That, yeah. I did. I, honestly, I thought it was. I'm not, I haven't done CQM stuff, but yeah, it's surprising. I know. It was, I only thought of it because being an RA, people came to me, where's the career center? How do I do this? <laughs> and I'm like, they should probably teach yeah. you Yeah. Like on tours, they tell us where the career center is, but nobody remembers their tours. No. Right? I think, I remember, I remember very little about my tour, but I remember I had the most boring tour guide because um, she only knew things about the accountancy department. She only knew like, uh, oh yeah, we have all sorts of activities on campus, but I only know that we have accounting activities. And I said, what? And she's like, yeah, no, I'm in an accountancy fraternity in an accountancy club, and I do accountancy in my free time. And I'm like, what? 
but yeah, that's uh, that is a wonderful initiative. I hope. Uh, how far in the process are you? Um, they're in the works. Talking to mm. different offices, trying to get those figured out. But one initiative that we did pass is uh, student government as a whole. Shout out to Giselle, our president. We love Giselle. We love Giselle. She was able. To, uh, she and everybody else in student government were able to get uh, free menstrual products oh, on wow. bathrooms on campus. That's awesome. Yeah. I see. I had no idea about this. I spend zero time in women's restrooms ever, um, but that is a phenomenal initiative. Yeah. Why didn't they? Did the, is there like an Instagram page that posts things about this? Like, how can I? How can I get in touch with the student government? Because I had no idea that was happening. Um, just we have a Instagram. I think it's like SGA DePaul or something. Cool. Uh, DM us, I guess. <laughs> yeah. If not, we have our weekly meetings Thursdays. Six to eight-ish in arts and letters. Cool. Guests are welcome, so feel free to stop by. I, you know, I may. Do you ever do, like, town halls? Yeah, we actually have a student forum coming up. Ooh. Uh, I want to say it's happening in that, like, room next to Brownstones. Like, Oh, the annex? Yeah, the annex. Yeah. In February, and it's basically kind of what you said, just to get people out there. That's, that's you know, exciting. Meet their people, propose ideas that we otherwise wouldn't have thought. Yeah. That's that's pretty epic. Do you have anything, uh, any big things coming up with SGA? Anything um, special or significant coming up? Not really. No. no. When when are elections? Did elections already? Elections were last quarter. Yes. So we have our fall elections um, that happened mid October, and then we're gonna have our spring elections. I want to say like first week of May. Okay. Um, we do have some vacancies. I know we're looking for a treasurer right now. Cool. Um, and one of our executive vice presidents had to step down. So if any of your listeners are interested. <laughs> Yeah, my mom. Yes, she'd be a phenomenal student government <laughs> treasurer. Are you? Are you gonna make a bid for president? No, no, no. Ah, yeah. Giselle's got it covered. That's true. Giselle, it, isn't she? She's a senior though. She's graduating, isn't she? She's a junior. She's a junior. Yes. Giselle and I need to become better friends. I only, <laughs> you know, I only talk to her when I see her at events. I, we really, you know, I gotta catch up. Yes. Um, you're also you're an RA. Yes. How, you're in Monroe, right? I'm in or Belden. Belden. Next door. I, you know, I mix them up. How How are the kids? How are the kids in Belden doing? They are, they're doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is, but this year, like this coming back from winter break, they've all been very more lively. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> is is that a good thing? Or? Yes. In like the, in a good way. Um, a lot more time for them chilling out in the lounges. I see, um, a lot of, they were excited to see me. One of my residents came back and was like, are you, knocked at my door and he was like, I wanted to make sure you were still my RA. And I was like... <laughs> Something was going to change? I was like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Ooh, that would be... <laughs> if you just switched RAs every now and then, like you had to move rooms every yeah. quarter, that would be... Ooh. It'd be chaotic. Yeah. But good good to hear that the Belden kids are doing solid. It's always, you know... Because I, I used to be an RA, and yes. my kids were always up to no good. That's... You know, it's... You, you do what you do. You, there's some that still stick with you. Oh yeah, you'll remember. You'll remember uh, a few yeah. of the kids, for sure. Um, well, this is Tom Talks. We should probably talk a little bit about Tom Cruise. Um, so, what is your familiarity with Tom's uh, filmography? Like, how how many of his films do you think you've seen? If um, any? I've seen. I've definitely seen Tom Cruise movies. Right. I'm probably gonna say maybe no more than six. Okay. I think. So, have you seen the Mission Impossible movies? Yes. Okay. So. <laughs> Counting those as one. Right. <laughs> um, I've seen most of those. I saw Top Gun. Love Top Gun. Top Gun's so good. Yes. That's um, theoretically next week's episode is Top Gun. Oh. One of next week's episodes. Ah. There's a surprise. Ooh. So you've seen Top Gun and Mission Impossibles. And There's what, what's the your favorite? Oh, Top Gun is my favorite. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, good choice. And then there's the one movie where he's like playing himself and there's the mirrors and like the split... There's a lot of movies where he plays in, like, yeah. it, he has multiple. There's, because uh, that happens in Oblivion. I think that's Oblivion. It's Oblivion. It's okay. Oblivion. Because it also happens in, like, I think Vanilla Sky. It happens in one of the Mission Impossibles. Yeah. Like, there's Eyes Wide Shut. Likes, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That one's, that's so good, but so weird. Yeah. I'm, you know, it'll be weird talking about uh, that on the radio. I'm going to have to find really, some creative ways. Yeah, I will have to get creative with my vocabulary. But. It's a phenomenal film. I highly recommend it. Um, so your favorite's Top Gun. Um, what is the? What would you say is the most? And this is a, a question I ask all okay. of my guests. What is the most Tom Cruise thing that you have ever done? Oh, I don't know. Um, 
I have not ridden a motorcycle. No. No, but I think that would be my the top cruise. Um, I've only had one guest uh, who's ridden a motorcycle so far. Okay. But I'm, she yeah. does it to get to school. So That makes sense. Yeah. I've never had to, like, run out and, like, hold on to the side of an airplane either. You know, that doesn't happen in everyday no, life. No, it's... You know, sometimes if you got to catch a bus, maybe, but like... Yeah, I think I shot a gun once. I went to a shooting range. I think that's, that's the only pretty, yeah. thing that me and Tom Cruise have in common. Yeah, that's pretty Tom Cruise-y. Yeah. That's, that's solid. I'm trying to remember, because there's a, a whole sequence in his movie. Um, God, I always forget the name of the movie, but I remember the tagline. The tagline is Live, Die, Repeat. It's... Um, with Emily Blunt. Yeah, with the yeah. where he keeps coming back. You know, I should remember the names of all of it. I have them all in a list in front of me, even. It's um, Edge of Tomorrow. In Edge of Tomorrow, there's a large portion of that movie that takes place in a shooting range. Um, but it's like a futuristic, he's like shooting robots, and yeah. Emily Blunt is training him, and he has to figure out how to not die. It's, you know, it's an interesting, it's Groundhog Day, but with robots. And guns. And guns. Is there, gu- there's no guns in Groundhog Day. No, there's just Groundhog and Tom Hanks. Another Tom. Tom Hanks is not in Groundhog Day. That is Bill Murray. <laughs> I don't. Which, uh, for the list for listeners who know me, they know I do not like Tom Hanks, which is one oh. thing. I but I love Bill Murray. I love Groundhog Day. I don't know why I hate Tom Hanks, but I have I have this like hatred. It's mostly the movie Big. And I've talked about it at least three times on the show about how much I hate the movie Big. <laughs> Do you know Big? I've never seen it. It's it's about so a kid wishes on a Zoltar machine that he, he wants to be big, so he goes to like a uh, a fortune teller machine okay. and is like, I want to be big. And um, well, then he turns into Tom Hanks, uh, and then Tom Hanks and this woman end up uh, having. Uh, extramarital relations and you're like he's a 12 year old kid this is wrong this is bad so I'm against the movie Big and as such against Tom Hanks but I've said that so many times on this show I just want my listeners my four of you or whatever to know no no Tom Hanks but um, another segment that we have on this show another recurring bit uh, I give uh, guests one minute to say anything that they have to say to Tom in case Tom ever listens I, I we will encourage him to listen to these one minute segments um, where you get to pour your heart out and say whatever you want to say to Tom Cruise so I'm going to start the timer you have one minute you get to say anything you want go hey there Tom Hanks or not well that's a great way to wow. start hey Tom Cruise so if you ever are listening to this I just need you to like, I want to spend a day in your life. Like, we can film like a fake movie, but I want to ride the motorcycle, get the leather jacket, the flow. I don't know, maybe, well, maybe skydive. I think that's like the cap of where my fear and would go. Um, but then I would need to take you to dinner to meet with my best friend. One of my best friends is Nathan, who is obsessed with you, and I think has probably seen every Tom Cruise movie there is. Got the big Mission Impossible poster in his room so I think you have you two would have to meet and like that would just be my gift to him and you would have a great day with all the questions that he would field you yeah and we'll get deep dish pizza because I don't know if you've ever been to Chicago and you need deep dish pizza you know everyone everyone needs deep dish pizza that was a minute and uh, in that minute my mom I'm going to shout out my mom she's listening live um, she sent this image. It's of, for whatever reason, Tom Hanks is bald with earrings and he's squeezing two oranges. I think my mom is upset <laughs> that you you started your minute to Tom Cruise saying, Tom Hanks, oh wait, no. <laughs> the thing is, I've mixed up two act- actors already. Right, yeah, it it happens, you know? Yeah, but it happened twice. <laughs> it, it happens to me all the time. I think I said that um, Cameron Diaz was in... Oh, my God. I said Cameron Diaz was in a movie that very obviously was not Cameron Diaz. I think I said Cameron Diaz was in Hitch. That's oh. not Cameron Diaz. I don't remember who it is, but she reminds me a lot of Cameron Diaz. Um, and, you know, have you, have you seen Hitch? Yeah. It's a good movie. It's, I, mean, yeah. I like it. It's it's cute. It's a good time. Um, 
well, that was that was your minute. Um, what I'm going to do now, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of a commercial break, okay. uh, and when we come back, uh, we're going to get into the movie, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl because yes. that's that's a big thing coming up. Um, all right, so stay tuned uh, after this. And we are back. You're listening to Radio DePaul. I'm Connor Mudd. Uh, this is Tom Talks. I'm here with Johnny, which is why I had to play the Johnny's Beef ad. You know, we love the ridiculous ad of Johnny's Beef. Um, but let's talk. Let's talk sports. There's actually there's some big sports news that we've been we've been frantically checking our phones uh, in the break uh, and getting updates um, for those of you. Who I mean, everyone probably has seen it because it was on the little update yeah. on everyone's phones. But uh, Kobe Bryant passed away at the age of forty-one, and his apparently, and we're still we're waiting on some confirmed reports. I know that I'm not a news reporter, and me reporting on this is a little strange. But um, it appears as though his thirteen-year-old daughter was in the crash too. It's heartbreaking. I kind of thought the black mama had some more in him. Yeah, you know? it's I don't know. It's just one of those things that you never. Never thought would happen. Right. It, like maybe when he's seventy. Yeah. Sure. Like when he's eighty and old. But he was a, he was just at the game the other day and he was. Yeah. He, so uh, I think LeBron James broke his record and he was, given all the congratulations to like Kobe was congratulating yeah. him, living his best life and then, that was twenty four hours later you hear this. Right. Uh, I kind of wish he was still at like number three on the record boards. I wish. LeBron and I know there's no way LeBron could have known, but I wish LeBron had waited um, like just a week more so that he could have, you know, had his record intact. Yeah, I, you know, it's not nothing LeBron could have done. That's you know, it's tragic. It's disappointing. Um, our thoughts and prayers and well, they go out to the family and ah, you know, we'll try to stay off of the bummer for the rest of the show. Um, but yeah, Kobe Bryant. It's it is wild. Anyways, the other big sports thing happening. The well, the Pro Bowl is today, but nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. No, not a single person. The Super Bowl is next weekend. Are you are you a big football guy? A big yes. Football fan? Yes. Um, I. Who's I, your team? Uh, I'm from Chicago, so, so I have to Bears. say it's the Bears. <laughs> no one else. <laughs> no, and whoever beats the Packers. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's acceptable. So that means you're a 49ers fan for the week then. Um. No, I'm going with the. It's bad that I forgot who the other team is. It's it's the Chiefs. It's Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. Sure. Um, and but, and I've got I've got a little list. I've got okay. um, what it, what is it? The Super Bowl party props. We are not gambling. We are not going to be betting anything. And I'm saying that since I'm on air, we are not making any bets. Some people use these sheets to make bets. We are not making bets. We're making predictions. Clear disclaimer. Clear disclaimer. There is no money. Um. So why is that the first one? This website believes that the first thing that should be discussed is Demi Lovato. How long do you think Demi Lovato is going to take for the national anthem? Do you think it's going to be over or under two minutes? Oh, I was like, why does she have anything to do with the Super Bowl? Right? I don't like, what? Demi Lovato? Because I, I read that. I was like, who? Oh, national anthem. Okay. So do you yeah. think she's going to take longer than two minutes to sing? Yes. I feel like everyone does. Yeah, I think it's the song just seems to go over two minutes. Right, and they the, everyone milks it, you know. Yeah, you get you keep those hold those notes, you get the pomp and circumstance going. Right? And it's Demi; she's got the voice for it, so yeah. should be good. Has she done anything? Re like, does she have an album out or something? Who who got her this gig? I I don't even know. I don't know. Right? Did, I feel I think she did the Conor McGregor boxing match. She she fought Conor McGregor. No, the <laughs> when Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather. Okay. I think she sang the national anthem. Okay, and was that so? She's just got like all of the national anthem gig. You know, do I don't it once, it, right? Keep it going. Yeah, I don't even. I don't know who I would want to sing the national anthem. Like, who would be your your ideal singer? I think it's CeeLo. It's got to be CeeLo for me. Really? I think it'd be fun to watch CeeLo. He probably has, but it would be fun to see CeeLo. I don't know. Or Yo-Yo Ma. Just on the, the, on cello. the cello. Yeah. That'd be cool, right? That would right? be an interesting. Kind of like a Jimi Hendrix-esque. Yeah, but with Yo-Yo Ma yeah. on the cello. But who would you, who would you want? Um, I like the guy. I don't know if you've ever been to a Blackhawks game. I've not. They have a guy who does it there, and he has this very deep, deep voice and just bellows. That's and that's cool. like... That is the gold standard, and Whitney Houston. But right. Of, yeah. Yeah. Those are like the gold standard 
of the national anthems that I've ever heard. True, true. Have you seen there's a there's a phenomenal video that Vox did about how terrible our national anthem is and how it should be another song and they go into a bunch of different versions and the Whitney Houston of course is like the best version there's a version by Jose Feliciano uh, you know the writer of Feliz Navidad oh okay um, and he's he's like a blind folk singer and it is the most beautifully haunting thing and the entire crowd boos him afterwards because he does it so differently than anyone else because he's a folk singer and it was the what was the 70s or something and everyone was like mad at folk singers they're like no they're taking our national anthem and making it folk anyways back to back to football yeah, um after the national yeah. anthem what do you think what do you think the coin toss is going to be heads or tails um you're calling it now you're it'll be to, tails it's going to be tails yeah uh cool <laughs> this people are making bets on this do you think the game is going to be tied after the first 0-0 tie Yes. Yeah? Yeah. You think it's going to go to overtime, though? No, I don't think it'll go to overtime, no. but I can see another 7-7-3-3 seven, seven, three, three scenario. Sure. Yeah. I'm I'm picturing like a like a 38-38. Ooh, that's like deep in the game. I like want, that yeah. I would love a, a very good, like, towards the end tie in a, a last-minute Pat Mahomes touchdown pass. That would be that would be ideal. Exciting. Yeah. Do you think um, Jimmy Garoppolo's first pass will be complete uh, or incomplete or an interception? We'll go with complete. Start the game off on a good note right. for him. That's it makes he's Jimmy Jimmy G. Yeah, you know? he can make his passes. Well, what do you think for Mahomes? The same? Um, yeah, same yeah. thing. Both start off on a good note because right. I don't want to see people dropping passes. That right. just turns ugly. Yeah, they're both they're both very reliable quarterbacks too. Um, I do. I don't know whose defense is better than the other. I don't know. Because I've watched a few Niners games at uh, Cheesy's. You ever been to Cheesy's for a Niners game? Never been up there for a Niners game. Oh. <laughs> it is wild. There are so many people who pack in. Because <laughs> it's, a, it's a 49ers bar. Oh, okay. So it is wild. If you want to go to a place in the city that hated the Packers for a night, that would have been the place to that go. That would have been a good spot to go. Yeah, the entire bar was chanting Packers suck every time the Niners scored. It wasn't even like a, yeah, go Niners. It was like, boo. <laughs> In a very weird energy, but very good time. Um, which team do you think is going to score first? Okay. If wh- it's going to be whoever gets the ball. And right. so I'm saying, uh, we'll say we'll give it to the 49ers. 49ers get the toss. Yeah. Yeah. They they'll get you said tails they'll 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 win tails. tails and they'll or they won't get the toss and Kansas City wins the toss you know they did little right. defer thing till half I think Andy Reid loves to defer yeah I don't really know him very no I don't know him personally he's got the mustache yeah that's all he needs he doesn't need a, a defensive coach or anything he's got his mustache um which team do you think is gonna call for an instant replay first like call for a review of a call. I feel like that'd be an Andy Reid thing to do. Yeah. A very much like I can see him being one of those like heated coaches on the sidelines. Yeah, he'll be mad at yeah. something, you know. Um, which team Oh, who do you think is gonna commit more penalties? 49ers. Give me I gotta give KC all the free yards that they can right. get. <laughs> For sure. And I mean the, the Niners, they've got I mean it, Jimmy Garoppolo's got Patriot in his system. He's gonna he's gonna make some mistakes. We know that. We know that to be true. Okay, there's a f- there's so many. I don't know, I don't get it. Uh, who, who I don't know who bets on this. How many songs do you think J Lo and Shakira are going to sing at halftime? Oh, um, I think this one's an over under. Also, over under. This one's uh under, uh, over under seven point five. It'll be un. Over 7.5. I'll take the over on that one. Right. Probably eight songs. Yeah. Did you hear there's going to be a special... I Actually, I don't know if this is true. This is completely hypothetical, but I'm pretty sure that Pitbull's going to show up. Oh, I would love that. Right. Because it's in Miami. It's Miami. And J-Lo and Shakira are there. Two of the greatest Pitbull right. collabs. Right. And so Pitbull's going to show up for a second. They're going to do like his one line in Hips Don't Lie, and then he's going to walk away, and I'm totally fine with that. I would like a little more Pitbull, but any Pitbull I'm okay with. Sure. <laughs> Do you want Fireball? Yeah. That's, I think, probably my favorite Pitbull song, just because, it, you know, it it gets it gets a party started, you know? Yeah. What's your favorite Pitbull song? Uh, International Love. Oh, is that the one where he says all of the 
um, uh, what is it? It's not time zones. Uh, area codes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very and like if you look at the map of where the area codes are, they're very weird towns. There's a lot of them in like Iowa. It's weird. <laughs> He's Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide goes to Iowa. <laughs> yeah. You're not from here, but we have a there's a thing called Naperville Rib Fest, which is yeah. like a big thing that happens about an hour south of the city, mm-hmm. and it's like a big thing. But Pitbull was announced to be what? there a few years ago. And we're like, Mr. Worldwide is coming to Naperville. For for a rib fest? For a rib fest. Oh, my God. How did I not hear? How did I not go? Like, I think this was before I went to college. So oh, you wouldn't even been you know? in. Right. I would have been somewhere else. Yeah. That is. I would pay so much money to eat ribs in the presence of Pitbull. Not because I'm a like I'm not a huge Pitbull fan, right? Like I enjoy Pitbull, but like that would just be in like a weird. I would just imagine him sitting there watching me eat ribs. But yeah, yeah, that would. I'm excited. I'm excited for the halftime show because I think that's gonna happen. Um, how many receiving yards do you think? Uh, was it Garrett Kittle? Oh yeah, G Kittle. I think it's Garrett. I'm gonna stick with Garrett. Garrett, Garrett Kittle. How many receiving yards do you think he's gonna have? Like over like sixty seven and a half, over under sixty seven and a half. Over sixty, he'll be under, under, under. Yeah, because yeah. I, I mean, if if Kansas City can stop Kittle, they can probably win. Yeah, that's and that's my theory, anyways. I don't know, sixty seven and a, I'm not a big football guy, but sixty seven and a half doesn't seem like a lot. It's, it's like know. it seems like a high mark to hit. Right. It doesn't. Well, it doesn't. Because. Typical running backs will hit 100, 200 in a game. Yeah. But he's he's a tight end, so it's like... How many times are they going to get him the ball? Right. He gets six first downs. Yeah. I don't... But he can also... He, he can receive the ball, too, as a tight end. And yeah. they, they like passing it to him in clutch situations. Um, how many do you think Travis Kelsey will have? Who is tight end on tight the other side? Tight end side on the, the other ball? side. Yeah. We'll give, him, we'll give him over. Over? Over. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to help my side on this. Right? Oh, yeah. I, do, are you a big Pat Mahomes fan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's entertaining, <laughs> right? Oh my god, I I was so disappointed when Lamar Jackson uh, didn't make it to the Super Bowl because I really wanted in in this season for him to make it, and then got taken out by the Titans. But I love I love Pat Mahomes. You know, I think he and Lamar Jackson are the future of the NFL. And I'm not, you know, I sound like a broken record for everyone who's ever seen the herd with Colin Hurd, but you know, I like him. He's yeah. good. Yeah, how do you? I mean, who who else is up and coming in the league? Josh Allen for the Bills. He's yeah. new. He's fine. He's not. He's not mobile. Maybe he's like the next Manning. Yeah. How do you feel about Eli Manning's retirement? I I saw it coming. Right. They weren't having him play. <laughs> like once he was benched, I was like, that's that's it. Maybe yeah. he gives it another year to ride the bench, but right. he's got his rings, same as his brother. Yeah. He'll go out. Do you think he's gonna like come back? Pull a who was that? Was that Brett Favre or was that Joe Montana who like left for a year, came back, or was it both of them? I think it might have been both of them. You know, it's something they do. It's like Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, <laughs> it's definitely the right thing to do. Uh, everyone knows Michael Jordan's best years were with the Wizards. Wizards I think <laughs> whoever was in somebody. Yeah, no, that's not. Uh. Uh-uh. What do you think the final score is going to be? This will be this will be our last question, and then we'll go a little bit more into the movie. Give um, me. I think the 31, 31 38. 31 38? Yeah. That's that's a. I mean, that's a, probably a solid prediction. Yeah. That's. I feel like there's been a few games that ended right around there this last year. Do you know about Scorigami? Have you heard about that? No. What is that? It's so it's a sports concept um, driven by uh, Vox writers, SB okay. Nation writer. Um, oh, love them! You know John yeah. Boyce. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Where essentially he is tracking every time a new score in football has been scored. Um, the most recent scoreagami was actually in uh, Kansas City's game against. Oh my God, who was it? Um, like a couple weeks ago, um, can't, there, there was a, a scoreagami. Okay. It was th- like. Th- 31-51 had never been scored before. So uh, I've got a graph that I'm showing him. Um, but every single little green dot is a score that has been scored. Interesting. Um, and everything that's blank has never happened before. So there's a, a huge valley with the twos and the fours. Those odd numbers to, yeah. to get in football. It's 
it is almost impossible. The, I think the weirdest score that will never happen is um, the 2-2 two, two tie will never, ever occur. That's just... Because um, that means... Two safeties? Two safeties. Weird, weird <laughs> game. So weird. Um, I would love to see it happen, but it will never happen. You also, like, you'll see no losing team has ever scored just one point. Because... Um, <clears throat> Well, you can't score just one point and win the game, but you can technically um, score one point and lose the game in a 6-1 game, uh, which is also very impossible, yeah. so it's never happened. But it, it's technically possible, but the odds of it are so astronomically low. Um, so the reason we're talking about football is because this is one of Tom Cruise's two football movies, one of his, I think, four sports movies. Um, his other sports movies, Days of Thunder, which is a racing movie. Yeah, yeah. Color of Money, which is a, um, a pool movie. He plays a pool shark. Um, and Jerry Maguire, where uh, he plays a sports agent. So I count it as his other football movie. Yeah. Um, you know, right? It's basically a football movie. It's got movie. sports in it. Yeah. Like, the, the concept is sports. But this one is one where he actually plays an athlete. And you don't see that a lot with Tom, except for when he's driving um, in Days of Thunder and playing pool, which I you can hardly count as like yes you can it's play athletic, it professionally, but, but that's not a it's not a marquee sport, right? So this is his like legitimate sports movie. Okay, um, and I'll, I'm gonna go into a synopsis uh, here. It, so he plays a character by the name of Stefan Steph Georgievich. Uh, the honestly the weirdest spelled name of any Tom Cruise character, including, like, Lestat of Interview with a Vampire, which is, I think, my favorite character name of Tom Cruise's characters. But, um, so he plays a a Serbian-American, and he's a a defensive back in high school, which I never, if I was to put him on a football field, I would never put him at at defensive back. No, he's... He's small. Yeah. He's like 5'4 or something. 5'6. Weird spot to put it for a movie. Right. You figure the the wide receiver. Or a a quarterback. Quarterback. Even even like if he is defensive, maybe maybe a corner or something. Or a safety. I feel like a movie about a kicker. I've never seen the movie, but like a movie about a kicker, like that like game winning kick. And that would that feels like Tom Cruise would be a good kicker. Yeah. It does not feel like he'd be a good D back. No. But it's fine. Uh, he was a defensive back, um, and so he's looking for college football scholarships because he's in high school. He's good at high school. He wants to be either an engineer or a football player, okay. and so he's looking for football scholarships so he can go to school to be an engineer because he knows he's not going to make it in the pros because he's five foot six and a defensive back. Um, and so he's applying to a bunch of schools, and, he, and this is all in a, a very small uh, town where, with like a steel mill in Pennsylvania. It's called Ampipe. Named after the company. Oh. Like, it's so weird. Sounds um, very Rudy-esque. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie I, Rudy. I've seen like half of Rudy. Yeah, but it is a yeah. little it is a little Rudy-esque. Um, it's, so he goes um, and is like talking to his coach and trying to figure everything out. Um, and he really doesn't want to end up like his dad and his brother who both work at the steel mill. Um and then they go into like a big game, They're the big game of the season. You know, every football yeah. movie has the big game. Most of the time, the big game's at the end of the movie, not this one. No, this oh. one's like right towards the start of the movie. Um, and he, uh, like, in the game, uh, has a pass interference penalty against him. Like, he commits pass interference, yeah, okay. and there's a penalty, and it creates a huge like yardage gain. Um, and then they end up losing the game in like a last second field goal because of that. Um, and so they kind of blame that on him. And the coach is super mad at him. Um, and he's a super stereotypical like coach. He's like, ah, you know, he, he yeah. kind of brooding. a little Andy Reid esque, uh-huh. you know, where he's like angry coach. Big guy, mustache. I don't think he had a mustache. He should have had a mustache. Should have had a mustache. And I'll, I'll go into because the actor who plays him only plays coaches. Um, not actually but mostly um so he goes uh in the locker room and the coach is like you should quit the game and then uh the tom cruise's character steph is his nickname um says no you should quit the game it was your bad call making that made us lose and tom cruise's character gets kicked off the team steph and steph also uh 
has a, a girlfriend by the name of Lisa, and he and Lisa are going strong. Lisa's on the, the pet band, so she goes to all of his games and plays the saxophone okay. at the games. Um, and then after he gets like kicked off the team, he's very angry and like he's trying to uh, trying to get his spirits up. And so he tries to, um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna use the phrase I used earlier. He he tries to have an extramarital affair with his girlfriend. Um, I guess it wouldn't be extramarital because he's not married. He's a high schooler. But you know he 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 tries to have relations with his girlfriend, and his girlfriend says. No, I'm not ready, and he's like, okay, fine, but it it upsets him more, and he's brooding, okay. um, and he goes and he hangs out at a bar. He doesn't drink in the bar, but he hangs out in the bar, um, and all of the guys in the bar love watching him play and are mad that he's been kicked off the team because it's you know it's small town America. They all That's center football, around yeah. the high school football team, um, so he's hanging out in the bar, and people in the bar are like, let's go vandalize the coach's house. Um, and he's like, no, you don't need to do that. No, we're not, we don't we don't vandalize here. No. And um, well, they go and they take him along, um, and they leave him there, um, even though he's not vandalizing anything. He's not like throwing eggs or um, cans and yeah. things and whatnot. Um, he's just doing his own thing. He has nothing to do with the vandalizing, but he gets caught, and it gets blamed on him. Um, and so the coach then proceeds to go to every single college that he's applied to and told them to blackball him. Wow. Like, right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, he, like, no, you. he is a troublemaker. He's a rabble rouser. He will not be good on any team. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, he wasn't even doing anything wrong. There's nothing. He just wants to be an engineer. He doesn't even want to play ball professionally, yeah. um, which is super. It's, it's like, gut-wrenching a little bit. And it's, ah, uh, ooh. Um, but then he, I don't remember exactly what leads to this, and they don't include this in any online synopsis. But this happens in the movie, and I want to, I want to point it out there. Okay. This is, this movie has my favorite Tom Cruise lovemaking sequence, and I know this is weird, um, and so I'm going to keep it as PG as I can. Um, so what happens is his girlfriend has decided she's ready. She comes to his house, and he is in his room doing engineer sketches. He's shirtless. She comes outside his window, stands under a street lamp in a full band uniform, and serenades him on the saxophone from across the street. And he just stands there and watches her for like a minute or two. And it's a beautiful shot. It's gorgeously portrayed. And this is what I like about it, is because it's so, it feels natural, but it's also ridiculous, you know? It's the same with um, Say Anything, you know, with the boombox and yeah. the rain. Nobody would ever do that. But it's so perfect. And then they, you know, they do the deed, whatever. Them doing the deed, I don't care about. It's the saxophone that I love. <laughs> and all of his other movies, it's always like, oh, yeah. They focus really heavily on, like, yeah, he's, you know, he's Tom Cruise. He's suave. He's whatever. But she seduced him with the sweet and soothing sounds of saxophone. And I love that. But yeah, that's that's my favorite part of this movie as a whole. Has nothing to do with the plot. Has no hold on anything except his girlfriend then goes and talks to his coach's wife, which weird. Right. Very strange. Um and uh the coach's wife talks some sense into the coach um and is like and the coach has realized through these people telling him that he has been a little bit hard on Steph. Um and so He's also, this whole time, the coach has been, like, applying for college coaching jobs, and there have been recruiters there looking at him as a coach ah, for college. Okay. Um, and he has been picked up, I think, by Syracuse? No, Cal Poly. Yeah. <laughs> West Coast University. No, Cal Poly University. I don't know, he's, yeah. He is now a college coach, and he's like, I'm excited. I'm going to be a college coach. And you have a full ride. <laughs> and the coach just, like, saves the day in the end. And it's like, well, really? Is that? I don't know if I'd forgive him that easily, but, you know, it is what it is. So the coach gives him a full ride to Cal Poly, and he gets to play ball and be an engineer at Cal Poly. This is the simplest plot of any of his movies, I think. Yeah. There are no twists. There are no turns. Nothing... It's a very good surprising like, happens. It's a feel good movie. Right. 
it's just um, I think one of my favorite descriptions of it there's a review of it in um, Time Magazine that said uh, his naive little movie hopes to prove itself the flash dance of football and I'm like yeah have you seen flash dance no it's well it's about um, it's about a, a, a woman who is a welder who wants to be a dancer Ah, so very similar right and at the end she becomes a dancer I, you know I never finished it I never did finish flash okay. dance because I, I didn't like it all that much. Um, I was very confused because she wanted to go into ballet and then she went into uh, exotic dancing in bars. And I'm like, that's, you know, Different. like respect to you. You're making money, yes. But you have the talent to be a ballerina. And also, she's a phenomenal spot welder. Why would she give up that lucrative career? You know, there, I have so many questions about flash dance that I'm never going to get into. <laughs> um, and I'm never going to finish that movie. I've, I've accepted that. I don't need to finish it. Okay. Right? You've, you've come to peace with I've that. come to peace that nobody needs... Well, I'm sure somebody... If you really love 80s dance movies, I'm sure that's like number three on someone's list. Like after Dirty Dancing and Footloose. Yeah. Right? It's hard to top those two. Right? Tom Cruise had like one 80s dancing movie. That was last week's episode on Risky Business where oh, he yeah. dances that in that is. one scene. Um, I think there is a moment in this in this movie where he's like having a party at his house. One, like the only like interesting thing, he gets like mad at a party and then starts singing, I want to say, and all of the football players like, or no, it's not singing. He starts doing like the football chants uh. and then the football players like, just jump on a table. I don't know why. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get this whole movie. I didn't really get. It's not by any means one of my favorites of his. I would probably put it at the bottom of his sports movies. Actually, no. <laughs> Days of Thunder is pretty bad. <laughs> but it's got stock car racing. Right. Oh, have you seen? Well, because you've seen Talladega Nights. Yeah. It is the same premise of Talladega Nights, but not a comedy. Putting it against that is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll put it. And, we'll put it down there. And John C. Riley's in it. Just fun yeah. fact. I I love I, I love John C. Riley, but that's where he got the idea for Talladega Nights. Um, yeah. So that was that was the synopsis. Um, what's gonna happen now? I'm actually I am going to play a little song. Um, I'm gonna play uh, All the Right Moves by One Republic. Okay. Um, because I could not find any of the songs from the soundtrack on Spotify because they don't exist. So it was either. This or some sort of sultry saxophone ballad, which I do love, but I don't think it's a Kenny. It's it's not the time of day for Kenny G. No. Um, so I'm gonna play all the right moves, and then we're gonna go into um, some commercials and things, and uh, then we'll be back with fast facts, data breakdowns, and conclusions. All right, stay tuned. Hello, and welcome back to Tom Talks. You're listening to Radio DePaul. I'm Connor Mudd here with Johnny. Uh. And Rock the Clock is coming up. I'm very excited. I am doing a show. I have, um, I'm like Saturday at 9 a.m., so it's an early morning show. It's very different, and I am switching up the format. Ooh, what I you know. Uh, I'm doing, because uh, the movie is legend, just okay. chronologically. Um, and so, to be different, uh, I am doing a full Dungeons and Dragons one-shot campaign. I'm going to try and fit it into an hour. I hope I can, but I'm going to go into the plot of Legend and role-play with uh, two guests um, next week. Uh, it'll be hectic, because uh, let it be known, I've never done that before. I've never even played Dungeons and Dragons, so I'm doing a lot of research this week. Yeah. Um, it'll be weird. There's not a lot of space on this table. We'll be fine. Yeah, get a little, like, <laughs> dinner table or something. Right. Bring something... <laughs> Bring a side table or some little something box in here. Um, but, yeah, that's next week. Um, you definitely, uh, for listeners out there, tune in, donate, um, and tune in, listen to all of the wonderful shows. It's a ton of new stuff, which is super exciting. Um, and then I think I'm also doing a, a regularly scheduled show next week. Um, so on the first, I'll be doing Legend, and then that means the second, I'll be doing Top Gun. Um, and I think... Try, I, I think Cam Rodriguez is going to be my guest. Oh. You know Cam. Yeah. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Um, unless, of course, the people from Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise's new movie, get back to me because I keep tweeting them and emailing them and trying to get them 
uh, to send me one of the actors. I don't want Tom Cruise on the show. I want Miles Teller. Okay. Or um, Monica Barbaro, I think is her name. Um, she's up and coming and fun. She's in Stumptown. And oh. she was in um, The Good Cop with uh, Josh Groban and yeah, Tony Bennett, yeah. which that show was so weird, but I really enjoyed it. Um, anyways, into some fast facts about the movie, because we have lots of, actually, not a ton of fast facts. Again, this was a very simple film for yeah. Tom. Um, so it was directed by Michael Chapman, who okay. also did cinematography for Raging Bull and The Fugitive and Taxi Driver, so solid career. Good repertoire there. Right. Uh, it was written by Michael Caine, who wrote the MacGyver movie, so not a good repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> that was like that was his best thing, was the MacGyver movie. Um, the cast, the coach is Craig T. Nelson, who you would know from The Incredibles. He really? is Bob Parr, but he... And he was also in Poltergeist, but he plays the coach in like everything. He plays the coach in the movie Coach. Oh, like he plays the coach in Young Sheldon, the weird spinoff TV series that I hope nobody watches. Apparently, nobody it's not bad. To. Really? Yeah. I don't. Have you Have you seen? Uh, did you watch Big Bang Theory at all? I was on an on and off Big Bang Theory. We okay. watch it if it came on, but I saw Young Sheldon, and my dad was a Big Bang Theory fan, mm-hmm. and he likes Young Sheldon. Okay. So that's all I got to go off of? Is it, do you think it's like a Cheers Frasier scenario where it's going to take off more than Cheers did? No, I think it's just something that holds its own and won't be like, okay. oh, yeah, they did that after. Okay. That's, that's good. At least it's, and at least they're giving child actors work, you know? I feel like there's child actors in everything, though. Yeah. Sometimes too many. We'll see how they turn out. Later. Right. Fingers crossed that young Sheldon isn't ruined. Um, Lisa. Um, who is the love interest? It was played by Leah Thompson, who you would know as the mom slash love interest from Back to the Future. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 right. That movie's a little, it's a little weird. But she was also in Howard the Duck, and I, I was perusing her IMDb page, and I think the funniest thing that she was ever in was in something called The Wizard of Loneliness. I couldn't even tell you when or where what that's about. I honestly, I couldn't either. I read like synopses and I was like, what? It's just like a, a kid who gets grounded and becomes an isolationist. Weird. <laughs> right. A little strange. Um, uh, then Pop, who I believe is his dad, is played by Charles Siafi, who was um, his two, like two of his highest paying things were Newsies and Shaft. And I couldn't think of two movies that were more diametrically opposite than Newsies and Shaft. Very, very wide very range. Very different movies. And he, I think he played like a police chief in both of them or something. Maybe he was a kid in Newsies because everyone's a kid in Newsies. Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, Greg, who's uh, his brother, is was Gary Graham. And um, he did nothing else basically uh, other than this movie. Yeah. Uh, except for a movie called Robot Jocks, where uh, it takes place in a future where they replace war with robot fights. Sounds like, <laughs> yep, Real Steel. A little like Real yeah, Steel. A little like Pacific Rim. Yeah, it's got some of those vibes. Um, but it's it's Robot Jocks J O X. Just just oh. for reference, just so you know. That lets me know. It's not all I need to know. Right. Yeah, that's the movie. Um, Salvucci. Like, like then there's just a bunch of like characters who are like oh they're football players who are also there but have no bearing on the yeah. story. Uh, Salvucci and Brian were the big two. Salvucci was played by Paul Carafotes. Carafotes. I don't know. Um, who it was in Mindhunter and Fight Club, which is cool. Oh. He, he's yeah. like a couple small roles yeah. in Fight Club. Did some stuff afterwards. Um, and then Brian is played by Chris Penn, Christopher Penn, who is in Re- Reservoir Dogs and True Romance and Footloose. Also, he's like. The buddy in Footloose and um, oh, I forget which color he is in Reservoir Dogs. That's he's he's the one who doesn't have a color. I think actually. Oh, okay. He's like the kind of Weasley guy. Yeah. Um, and this movie was actually produced by Lucille Ball's um production company, which I thought was interesting. Is this doesn't feel very Lucille Ball? She didn't want her name directly associated with the project because she felt it didn't reflect her societal ideals. And I'm like, then why make it? Right. Like, why are you producing yeah. this film? Honestly, I think it was the saxophone scene. But, you know. Or it's not a comedy. Right. Like, Lucille Ball does comedy. Right. And I, it could have, I don't know if they were trying for this to be a comedy. I couldn't tell. 
I laughed. Um, the moment that you see her standing under a street lamp with a saxophone, you kind of giggle a little. You're yeah. like, oh, it's going to be that kind of movie. Um, and then also during the, this is another fun fact, during the production, Tom Cruise did suffer a concussion. So there is like one scene where he plays football, which means that during that one scene, he got concussed. He's 100% concussion rate. Right? For doing uh, so many stunts, I'm very surprised that that is the stunt that got to him. Because he's done literally everything. He flies helicopters. He jumps off of motorcycles moving at at least 30 miles an hour. Yeah. And he gets a concussion from a high school football movie? I know. I don't know. The only other injury I know he's ever had, like, I've ever heard of is he, Mm -hmm. like, sprained his ankle in a Mission Impossible scene. Yeah. And that just seems like a very routine Like, he, he, I think he tripped or something. But he's hung off the side of the Burj Khalifa. And he's out here hanging out into a big jet. Right. And, nope, he gets a concussion because he's in one scene where he plays football. Um, well, I'll go into some fast facts before we have to wrap up everything. Um, I have a, as you can see, I have a spreadsheet. Yes. And on the spreadsheet, I um, talk about uh, what I like about the movie and everything like that. So I've got five different categories, enjoyment, engagement, quality, iconography, and the Tom Cruise factor, which is how Tom Cruise was Tom Cruise. Um, and then I give each of those a score out of 20 and then a total score out of 100. Um, on this movie, this is all the right moves. Enjoyment, I gave it a 9. I didn't enjoy it all that much out of 20. <laughs> I was engaged at a 7 because I'm certain I missed some parts of that movie. Okay, not um, a good start. Right? Uh, quality, also a 7. Not ideal. Not very good. Um, iconography, it's a six. Nobody knows this movie. It's not iconic no. by any means. Um, right? It was an attempt. They tried. Uh, and then for the Tom Cruise factor, I only gave it an eight because he only does, like, the one stunt. And then he spends the rest of the movie drawing little engineering, sec- like, sketches. Yeah. No motorcycles. That's just... Right? And, I mean, even if it's a bicycle, I give it a solid... Tom yeah. Cruise factor. But no, no motorcycles, no running, no jumping, no action chases, nothing. Yeah. He doesn't have a prosthetic face ever. The soundtrack isn't as iconic as any of his other movies. Like, there's nothing notable. Um, so, total score of a 37. That is the lowest score other than Endless Love that we've had so far. And one of the lowest that we'll see overall. Just a fun fact. Um, but yeah, that was... Um, that's all I have to talk about today. It's been a, it's been lovely to have you. Well, uh, thank you for coming on. I'm honestly really glad you brought me after this. This has been really really cool. I I am so glad you enjoyed it. Um, and you know, for the listeners at home, tune in next week. And uh, as always, um, stay gold, pony boy. <laughs>